0: Hello, Rasa. Hi, Dad. How are you today?
1: I am fantabulous.
0: Oh, wonderful. Are you ready to know everything?
1: You bet I am.
0: All right. Let's do it. Today, I want to share with you a simple test for taking the temperature of your entire life.
1: Whoa. What in the world are you talking about?
0: As you grow older, two things happen. One, you have more freedom. Two, you have more concern. By freedom, I mean you can kind of sort of do what you want. You can get a job. You can get married. You can travel or not. People pretend it has to be this way or that way, but it's pretty much up to you. You're free. Yay! Alongside that, though, can come this big concern. Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing it the right way? This is my one wild and precious life. Am I making the right choices? Is it going to be okay? Is it? That's where my simple test comes in. I call it the Tuesday 10 a.m. test. The idea is this. Big sweeps and changes in our lives take years to happen. We can fret and worry, but we can't feel that kind of scope. It's too long. The longest we can feel one feeling is about one hour in a row. We live in days. So the way to check, is my life okay, is to pick the most normal, boring day at the most normal, boring time. Tuesday, 10 a.m. Whatever you're doing on Tuesdays at 10 a.m., is the best stand-in we have for what your life is really like. It is? Well, think about it. Are you cooking, singing, biking, or learning geometry? Are you answering email, painting a portrait, petting a kitten? Or just going to sleep? Are you alone? Are you with people? Are you inside? Are you outside? Are you productive? Are you slacking? Are you busy? Are you bored? Are you happy or sad? Hmm. Whatever the answer you find is: ask: "Is that working for you?" Or do you want it to be different?" And if so, how? The idea is, if you're worried, don't try to blow up and rearrange your entire life. Start in that moment. Ask, "What does my Tuesday at 10 am look like? Can I make that one? Time slot as awesome as possible?
1: Well, probably not because I'm at school. I don't really have much choice.
0: You're a kid. As I said, you don't have a ton of control, but I hope you remember this when you get a little older. If there is something you can do to make your Tuesday at 10 a.m. better, great, do it. And then, if necessary, pick another day in time 7 p.m. on Friday, 5 a.m. on Monday. Wednesday at 2.30 in the afternoon, and rearrange things there. It's like taking your temperature when you're sick. You don't rub the thermometer across your entire body. You stick it under your tongue. You take the temperature of one place, and you work on that first. And I believe that Tuesday at 10 a.m. is the best first temperature-taking spot for seeing your life as happy as it can be.
1: Okay, I'll remember that. Take the Tuesday, 10 a.m., entire life temperature check. Yes. That's more than just good advice. It's a tongue twister too. Are
0: you ready for today's poem?
1: Yes, I am.
0: It's from Incursion by Kirill Medvedev. I recently ran into the poet Lavovsky, whose poems I like, and he likes mine back on an elevator. Lavovsky was going down, and I was going up. I was chewing gum, and at the moment we saw each other, I was blowing a giant bubble. Our eyes met, and we smiled at one another. I was curious what he thought looking at me.
1: Wow! Can I read it? Yes. From Incursion by Kirill Medvedev. I recently ran into the poet Lavosky, whose poems I like. And he likes mine back, on an elevator. Lavosky was going down, and I was going up. I was chewing gum. And at the moment we saw each other, I was blowing a giant bubble. Our eyes met, and we smiled at one another. I was curious what he thought, looking at me.
0: Very well read. Excellent bubble work by both (laughs) you and the poet. Do you like that poem? Yes! What's your favorite part?
1: I like that at the moment he saw him, he was blowing a giant bubble. I can just really picture that in an escalator.
0: It's even funnier that way, right? Because one escalator has to be going down and the other (laughs) one must be coming up.
1: Yeah, so it'd be
0: like whoop, whoop. Yes, the bubbles are passing in the mall or something like that. Yeah. The title of this poem is incursion. Do you know what an incursion is?
1: No, what is it?
0: Well an excursion is an outing and an incursion is kind of a inning. It's when someone or something comes into someone or something else and kind of interrupts them or invades their space a little bit.
1: Oh, they didn't seem like that.
0: They didn't seem like it in a bad way, but they're crossing paths, they're incursioning into each other. Mm-hmm. And the bubble itself is probably just a millimeter from the other guy's nose. (laughs) And most of all, they're getting into each other's minds because they're reading each other's poems and they like them. But then when they actually meet in person, what is he wondering?
1: What he thinks of him.
0: What he really thinks about him. He says nice things about his poetry. He's smiling, but he's still not sure. What does he really think about me inside?
1: Yeah, well... That's the one thing you can never know.
0: It's true, but we can worry about it all the time. (laughs) I think that's something he's articulating really well in the poem. How we can think about what other people are thinking about us, even if we can only tell what they actually say and do.
1: Well, there's reading, writing, talking, and smiling. But my favorite way of communicating in this poem is chewing gum and blowing a big bubble.
0: last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me?
1: Yes. We got another vexing question from Hopkington, Massachusetts. This is from a student named Nick, and his vexing question is, why are some people afraid of spiders?
0: Ooh, creepy, crawly. I'll research it and get back to you and Nick soon.
1: Sounds good.
0: I'm back and I've got the answer to Nick's vexing question. Fear of spiders, also called arachnophobia, has two probable causes. The first is practical. Even though only a very small number of spiders are venomous in a way that can hurt or kill you, our species learned it's better to be safe than sorry to survive. The second theory is we're afraid of spiders because we're taught to be. Our friends, parents, books, and shows tell us spiders are dangerous, their friends, parents, books, and shows told them the same thing, and so on, all the way back in time, whether or not it's really true. People whose fear of spiders is so extreme that it's taking over their lives can be treated in several ways. One is by being led to relax and then introduced to safe spiders, one by one, in your hand, on your shoulder, maybe even by your cheek, until you're comfortable hanging out side by side. Another is to just visualize or imagine yourself encountering a spider and getting more comfortable from there. In one study, Israeli scientists showed people a seven-second scene from a Spider-Man movie and found that that reduced their arachnophobia by 20%. Wow!
1: If I tell you I'm scared of witches and wizards, can I watch all the Harry Potter movies again?
0: Sure. Yes! For seven seconds each.
1: Aww.
0: You must know everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.